Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. All roads lead to Rome. Maybe you've heard that phrase. I thought for a long time that it was an ancient phrase, maybe from the Roman Empire, trying to give this impression that in the days when Paul's writing this, the people would have said that all roads lead to Rome. But no, it's, it's a rather recent phrase, just about 300 years old. But I think that the purpose of it was to say that in those days of the Roman Empire, when Paul is writing this letter to these dear Christians in Rome, literally and figuratively, all roads led to Rome, this seat of power and responsibility. We weren't heading to Rome last summer. We were heading to the Black Hills of South Dakota to retrace the steps of one of our favorite places, one of our most consistent, repeating family vacations. We would take our kids when they were little with our pop-up camper out to western South Dakota to the Black Hills and camp outside of Custer State Park. And we would camp and hike and swim and sing and laugh. And last summer, we were privileged to go back to the same places, but this time with all of our kids and our grandchildren, too. So we set out from Macomb last summer, from Effingham, Ammon and Troy, from Texas and from Minnesota. We hit the road and we all converged in South Dakota. But it didn't seem like all roads were leading to the Black Hills to Custer. No, really what it seemed like, if you read the signs, was all roads led to Waldrug. If you've been there, you know what I mean. I've been told that if you go to Europe, if you go to Asia, you might come across a sign that says so many miles to Waldrug. And this abundance of all these signs, go to Waldrug, go to Waldrug, makes you go. And I can tell you, our family's probably been 10 times. Doesn't change throughout the years, and yet we keep on going back. And last summer, all roads led to, for a while, the kitschiness, the weirdness, and the wonderfulness of wall drug, where you can get a five-cent cup of coffee and a buffalo burger where you can get your picture taken on top of a jackalope and beside a brontosaurus. Waldrug, you have to stop. And every time that we've been there, it doesn't change. And every time, in a way, it both disappoints and thrills. But we made our stop, and then we kept going. All roads lead, well, last summer, to the Black Hills and to Custer State Park. But when Paul was writing, this epistle to which we've been giving our attention, both here in the church and in our homes, when Paul's writing this letter to the dear Christians at Rome, literally and figuratively, all roads lead there. It's the nexus of power. Caesar is there. 
And the dear Christians who receive this letter are living in this tension. The tension of being dual citizens. They are citizens of Rome with all the privileges and responsibilities and burdens for Christians that are there. But they are also citizens of a kingdom that is perfect, that is eternal, and truly is the nexus of all authority and power. And they live in this tension, and they need this letter from Paul, where he's first emphasized justification, the declaration of sinners like you and me to be righteous before God only because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And now, beginning with chapter 12, we've said he's tipped into addressing our life of sanctification, how we grow in holiness, in following the Lord, in loving him, and yes, living in horizontal relationship one with another. So today in Romans 13, he deals with earthly authority. He says those words, let everyone be subject to the earthly authorities because there is no authority not established by God. What he means is all authority is a reflection of the supreme authority. And these dear Christians are living in this tension that you live into. This tension that exhausts you at times. The tension of trying to listen and decide, to pray and to persist. The tension of knowing that obedience is right and ultimate obedience is only owed to God. As the disciples said in Acts chapter 5, when there is a conflict between God and man, we must obey God rather than men. All earthly authorities, Paul says, have authority that is on loan to them, whether they realize it humbly or not. All authority flows from God, whether it's parents or it's pastors. The ultimate authority is the triune God who knows all things, is everywhere, and loves. Loves so much and so well that he uses all of his authority to take on flesh that can be pierced with nails. The word that had crawled creation into being became flesh and brought us grace and truth to buy fallen creatures like us and our fallen government. In this world and in this tension in which we live, I have at least two tendencies I know. It is to wander or to withdraw. On one hand, in the midst of the exhaustion of living in this tension, and in such a fallen world, sometimes I want to wander. I want to just rebel and do what I think is best, which is not good. Or to withdraw. To just kind of step back and crawl under a rock and not participate and not listen and not care. But Paul says neither wandering nor withdrawing is our calling. But rather faithful obedience. First and foremost to the one who holds all power. 
and holding all that power who bought us with his blood. Faithful obedience to him always. And yes, as long as there is no conflict with God's law, obedience even to earthly authorities. All roads lead to Rome? Not so much. And not all roads were leading to Wall, South Dakota last summer. We kept on going. We made it to Custer. We camped. We hiked and biked. We laughed and relived. And on the one Sunday morning that we were there in Custer, we went back to our Redeemer Lutheran Church, one of our small sister congregations of the Lutheran Church Misery Synod, went back because we'd gone there years and years before, repeatedly when we were camping out there. Some of the same saints were sitting in those pews and welcomed us. We went not simply to retrace, but to worship, recognizing that we are dual citizens of a marvelous nation with great freedoms and liberties. And we are citizens of the kingdom of God. And we owe to him our worship and we need from him his grace and truth. And so we sat in those pews those days with our kids and our grandkids and gave thanks to the supreme authority who bought us with his blood, who rose from the grave by his authority. We gave thanks that all roads lead not to Wall, not to Custer, not even to Rome or Washington or Springfield. All roads lead to the Lord of heaven and earth. And we come safely to him by his death and resurrection. We've come safely to his house again today to worship to him, to receive his word, and to give him our thanks. And yes, our faithful obedience. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses understanding keep our hearts and our minds safe in faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.